It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O.uk. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is... Northern News. Hello and welcome to Northern News Podcast. Amy, can you try and summarise, please, what this podcast is? I'd love to. Mm. I'd be more than happy to, Ian. So (laughs) this is the Northern News Podcast. So we are, as you might be able to tell from our vowel sounds, Northerners, very Mm. much from the North. But... For better or worse, we now live in London and we have missed out on some of the news that's happening yeah. up to there. Loads of... I've, I've been here for ages. How long have you been here? I think I've been in London for... Since I was 18. Oh, so, so about two years. Six years. <laughs> well, I'm 34 now and that's just a fun bit of maths for the listener to do, I think. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> um, 34... Uh, eight, 16. Um, 16 years. Oh, so you nearly another two years and you'll be equals peoples. Yeah, yeah. An equal Northern London. I can start using Cockney rhyming slang legally. What's your favourite Cockney rhyming slang? Off the top of my head, I can only think of apples and yes. pears. <laughs> but um, how do they order apples and pears? Stairs. If, if bag, they... bag of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? I don't think they do the reverse. <laughs> Couple Cockney of bags rhymes. of stairs, please. 
I've not been in London as long as Ian, so I don't know. Yeah, a couple of bags of stairs. That means a couple of bags of apples and pears. Apples and pears, yeah. You can't not order one them. bag of apples. No, you can't. And one bag of pears. Separately. No. So, what we're trying to do is catch up mm. on the news that's been happening in the North that we may have missed. Yeah. And we'll have some guests along the way talking about what they love about the North, where they're from in the North, or um, other stuff. I guess I haven't been on yet. We can't list them all. No. Episode one, for God's sake. And we don't know how tenuous this link is going to be. It could be, have you ever met someone from the North? Mm. Have you ever looked North? Have you ever been to space where you get an astronaut in? Oh, that'd be good. I mm. guess that's... Is that North North? No, the sky isn't North, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to know. Otherwise, you'd just always be up North <laughs> if you just got, like, a ladder or something. Going up North yeah. could be Cockney rhyming slang for going to bed. <laughs> But it doesn't rhyme. Moving on, okay. Ian. Yep. What have you been up to? Um, well, I'll tell you my big news in my life mm-hmm. is I do a thing called bruxism. Um, I don't think you should talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> it's a new type of sexual fetish that I've got. Um, <laughs> no, I grind my teeth in my sleep, and right. I've been to a dentist for like, um, like three or four years, whatever. Pandemic sort yeah. of go there, and they they'd have a look at my mouth. Be like, yeah, that's all right. And then at the end, they were just like, oh, by the way, you are slowly grinding your own teeth out of existence. <gasps> oh. So I've got um, I've got very flat teeth at the front because yeah. I'm just, just grinding them away. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I've got to wear a tooth guard when I go to sleep. That's sexy. And what I've been doing, because the dentist I'm going to go at me like, you've got to stop doing this. And I'm like, I'm doing it in my sleep. Who are you having a go at here? Who I'm is awake. this dentist? They were, this dentist actually... I had a real attitude to them. Uh-oh. And um, I had to go and get a filling redone because they, they messed it up. And when I called them back, they were like, yeah, that, that woman no longer works here. <gasps> so I think her table-side manner... Is that what you say for bed a dentist? Bedside manner. Bed, is that oh, a bed right, or a dentist? Chair-side. Chair, but it's more a chaise long. No, where are you going? Are you getting your <laughs> teeth done it's in a like nice John Lewis showroom? Anyway, her chaise long-side <laughs> manner is appalling. <laughs> But it, I've started putting my mouth guard in. Yeah. I wake up in the morning, I've got no mouth guard. In my sleep, I'm throwing it out. <laughs> I, I'm trying to not grind my teeth. I want teeth. <laughs> but then in my sleep, I'm going, ah, ah, let's get rid of that. Hey! Just <laughs> <laughs> come back into it. It's very stressful. I want teeth. <laughs> is that too much to ask for? No. Teeth. Oh, God. Well, my, my news is a bit more relaxing. Well, oh, yeah. Attempting to be more relaxing, so... I went to Liverpool recently mm-hmm. for my birthday and in the hotel there was a big bath, like a jacuzzi bath. Yeah. And uh, I was too tired to get in, in in the evening and I woke up before my boyfriend and I thought, I'm going to treat myself to a little solo jacuzzi bath <laughs> in the morning before breakfast, right? Because I had to check out, but I wanted to use it. So I run this bath and then I thought, because he'd got me some bath stuff for my birthday and I just chucked a little bit of bubble bath in. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, God, this is amazing. It was a lovely temperature. And I got in and then I pressed the button for the bubbles to come, the jacuzzi action yeah. to come. But it sort of stuck and I couldn't turn it off. And it turns out if you put bubble bath in a jacuzzi, hell breaks loose. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, as soon as you said bubble bath in the jacuzzi, I was thinking that's a mistake. I thought it would just, I only put a little bit in. The bubbles were growing and growing. <laughs> it was all coming out of the bath, but it wasn't the water. It was just bubbles. And I couldn't see. I had to get out of the bath because I couldn't see anything. But I couldn't reach the button in the corner to turn it off. Yeah. 
and uh, I had to I pull the plug out, but the jacuzzi's still going, and it's saying don't. Don't pull the plug. Don't pull the then plug out. Then so it's then just I was bubbling like, dry. Oh God, right. So then I'm putting more water back in. It was. It wasn't the relaxing experience I hoped. Yeah. And then I tried to sort of style it out, and then when my when my boyfriend walked in to the bathroom when he woke up and he. <laughs> Just, he was like, there's bubbles on the ceiling. <laughs> what have you done? I was like, I was trying to relax. <laughs> so neither of us have been relaxing, no, really. No. I like it when um, you'd occasionally see people do that prank where they'd put bubble bath in Trafalgar Square in the fountains <sighs> and they'd all bubble over and then there's some like security guard. I think that's the only thing he's looking out for. But most of the time he's probably complacent. But then he'll see that and he's like off his chair like, ah, they've done it again! <laughs> and having to... Um, Turn off the fountains for a bit and clear up the bubbles. Well, I'm sorry that your birthday no, wasn't. Right. It sounds absolute shit, your birthday, from what you've said. <laughs> sounds like you've had a horrible time. I know, I'm going to grind my teeth now. Yeah, yeah. Tip podcasts. But, Ian. Yeah? What the hell has been going on up north? Please. Well, I wanna, I'm want to. i going to pass you over this story so you can have a little perusal oh. of it yourself. Here's the headline. Mum finds soggy whole potato in her packet of cheese and onion crisps. Oh. What a story, Amy. I mean, it's very well summarised in the title, but this yeah. woman, this poor woman, she's having a bag of crisps. Mom. She's looking forward to... Yeah, she's a mum, sorry. Um, <laughs> which sort of trumps being a woman. Yeah. Oh, um, God, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> according to... Um, Girl, that's not my fault. woman, mum. Mm. What you got above that? Queen mm. mum? Queen, the queen mum. Queen, queen mum. The queen mum. Very soon, Amy, for doing royal stuff. Very soon from you. <laughs> well, no, the, the Queen Mum has been taken from us quite a while now. I still think about her every day. Obviously. Taken from us just makes it sound <laughs> like she she wasn't old. She was she was taken away. She was kidnapped. <laughs> she Liam was kidnapped, Neeson. and they couldn't be bothered to niece her and get her back. So they just did a state funeral. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an asshole in it trying to get someone back from being kidnapped. <laughs> Do a big old state funeral. That's easier. <laughs> let's get those um, that trumpet guy out to do the sad bit of trumpet, and let's just get on with it. Otherwise, it's just weighing over your head, isn't it? Yeah, not knowing. Yeah. Is she? Is she not? Get the trumpet out, and can all move and on. You should never negotiate with people like that who take people captive. So imagine the um, they'll, they'll be watching on the news state funeral and going, Ah, what? <laughs> we got away and getting no money for her. Oh, well, let, me, let me go then. Let me turn, let me turn up to my own funeral. I'll be good TV. Anyway, so she's found a whole potato, right, in her, in her crisps. Um, and the article starts with, um, and I agree with this line actually. You wouldn't expect to find a whole potato while tucking into a tasty packet of crisps. Do you know what? That's bob on. It is. You can't argue with that. That's absolutely spot on. Yeah, I'd every, be shocked. Every line of this feels. Like, almost unnecessarily explanatory. People normally count on the spuds being properly processed, sliced up and cooked by the time they reach the shelves. Bingo. Yeah, that's what I expect. <laughs> but, yeah, Helen Reid discovered this rogue potato and she said it was soggy and smelly. Have you ever found anything weird in, in food like that? You know, every now and then someone will find, like, a, a nail in a packet of Cheerios yeah. or something. Well, yes, I have. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was on holiday... And I'm not much of a complainer at a restaurant. You could literally serve me some dung and I'd be like, thank you so much and I'll give you your tip and I'll try and eat it to not embarrass the chef. But this one time... Oh, dung. <laughs> dung. <laughs> you know, the classic, classic <laughs> dung. Yeah. Uh, this one time there was a piece of, like... It looked like car tyre, like black 
car tire in this like risotto thing. Yeah. It was massive. And I was like, come on, Amy, be assertive. And I complain. I said, right, excuse me, waiter. Actually, there is a piece of black rubber in my risotto. And actually, it's not quite good enough if you don't mind very much. Oh, not, not that it shouldn't be there. It's just <laughs> <the rubber laughs> isn't good. It's not, not what I expected. Thank this you very much. This is undercooked it's rubber. It's undercooked rubber. It's not well seasoned. And I'd like it, you to cook it more and bring it back. But he went, oh, I'm so sorry, madam. And he took the plate away. And my boyfriend at the time, he looked really impressed with me for being assertive. Mm. And then the waiter came back and he was just like, I'm so sorry, but the chef said that's a vanilla pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is it good? <laughs> yes, good. Actually, well, no, what I'm saying is I want more of it. <laughs> what did you think I meant? You're not supposed to eat the pods, though, are you? Oh, I don't know. You can't munch on a pod. Well, I tried to munch on the pod, but I thought it was car tyre. I would have been happy with car tyre. Oh, it was awful, so I've never complained ever again, so yeah, serve yeah. me dung. Yeah, maybe Helen Reed, 34, who was mystified by the whole experience, should shut her mouth. It's probably just a <laughs> probably just a vanilla pod or something. Huge. Yeah, it looks like a big peanut on this picture. Would you join me in... Can we dramatise the... As we start the... I put it in a kitchen roll and brought it home to show my husband. Mm. Would you like to play Helen Reed? Um, and I'll play her husband and we can Perfect, act out yeah. what it says in this article that yeah. they did. Where do you think she's from? Oh, where does it say she's from? Oh, Aberford, York. West Yorkshire. Thank God West that's, Yorkshire. that's my voice anyway. Great. Yeah. Let's crack on. Right, ready? Yeah. <clears throat> I put it in some kitchen roll and brought it... Oh, sound like Alan Bennett. Yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> I put it in some kitchen roll and brought it home to show my husband. I said, look what I found in a bag of crisps. And he said... Put it in bin. <laughs> That's good. He didn't want to engage with um, engage the conversation with at all. He just put it in the bin. But they um, didn't because they clearly took pictures of it and told the press, the mainstream yeah, media. Yeah. I don't know if I respect this, actually. Gra- grassing up. Um, also, I've never heard of the Real Crisps as the name of the brand. Yeah. Unless they've been put out of business because uh, of this article. The tagline is, uh, hand-cooked with bags of character. Oh, Bags of full potatoes, more like real yeah. hand-cooked crisps. Oh. And what do you mean? What do you mean hand-cooked? You cook them with a ha- with the heat from your hands. <laughs> yeah, yes, I think that's the only thing that could. Mean. What is hand-cooked? Not oven. I guess you're not turning the oven on with your toes, are you? <laughs> <laughs> as far as toe I know, cooked. you should say toe cooked. Toe cooked. So it says later on in the article that she sent them an email. Mm. And they replied by sending her more crisps. Yeah. That's bold, isn't it? Because what if yeah. what if it happens again? Yeah. I hated these. Well, why don't you have some more? <laughs> have some more of them. I, I would have purposefully sent her a bag of crisps and I'd put a potato in each and every one of them. <laughs> I did a gig in Blackpool and um, I'd been downgraded to this single room because the man in the room before me had shit the bed. Um, and the hotel was just telling me this story as if it wasn't an inappropriate thing to tell a new customer of, like, the people in this hotel are mad, mate. So um, <laughs> the other comedian who was there that weekend went to a joke shop and he got a fake shit. No. And he put it in his bed for them to find. But all that weekend, the guy from the hotel had been talking about how he was having a heart operation soon because his heart was quite weak. And I thought that um, we were going to murder this guy with a fake dog shit. And we did. Um, <laughs> no, um... 
<laughs> but um, it feels a bit. It feels a bit Ooh, like that. Yeah. So that's my first story. It just quickly, um, there's two two comments here. Yeah. One of them saying, "Bet she still gobbled it down." <laughs> Probably shouldn't have... Is that from her husband? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, very saucy, episode one. It is a bit saucy. Yeah. And um, someone just put, yeah, of course she did, and then a rolling eye emoji, even though the article has a picture. It says picture evidence. It's put like, yeah, right. There's like four pictures of this potato. Yeah, but she could have just put a potato next to some crisps. I don't want to yeah, throw yeah. any shade on this, but just letting you know. Well, it sounds like you're throwing quite a lot of shade on them. Ooh, I've been watching a lot of Jonathan Creek, so I think I'm sort of seeing outside the box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good that you're up to date with the um, latest TV shows. <laughs> what are you reading at the minute? The 2002 Guinness World Records <laughs> manual? Um, anyway. Shut that. It's mm-hmm. funny that you should mention Guinness World Records mm-hmm. because the story I have brought for you... Yes. Well, it's a two-parter, really, oh. because I found two records that have been broken Yeah. in the North. So part one is a world record. Yeah. Yeah. So do they do regional records? No, but they should, shouldn't they, really? Mm. They should. But this, uh, this is in Bridlington. Yeah. And it's for the largest cardboard sculpture... Now, how big it could be of anything. You, well, this this is of a specific thing. It's of an animal. If you want to give it a guess, hippo. Ooh, good guess, but no. Really, elephant. No. no. Dog. No. <laughs> an egg. An, oh, an animal. Well, I guess an egg is an animal if you give it time. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on a t-shirt. Could be a Twitter bio. No, it's a big horse. Oh right. They've made a massive horse standing at a whopping twenty-three feet wide. Oh. I don't feel that big. And 55 feet long. That's big? 55 feet, yeah. Is that big as a house? <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's much taller than a house. Is it? Well, well, let's look at it this way. Um, your average horse height yeah. is 5 foot 2 inches. So this is 11 times the size of a genuine horse. This horse. Imagining horses on top of each other, like in an acrobatic format. Yeah. All right. Yeah, pretty, pretty, you're making it harder big. for yourself there. But what I would say though is, oh, I think I could do better. <laughs> do you? If you, if, if it was your only thing to do for that year. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the year. For the year. Yeah. If someone said you've got a year and you've yeah. got to make a cardboard sculpture of a horse. Yeah. That's. Minimum 56 yeah. feet long. Yeah. It'd have to be 24 foot wide, 56 foot long, and 26 feet tall. Yeah, I think of it in a year. Well, let's do it. Put your money where your mouth is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, I don't know. what record could you break if you had to? Well, If you I... had to do it this week. Someone well, said, there's... if you don't break a record this week, everything's over. What do you mean everything's out. over? Taking, taking my out. teeth out. Yeah, I'm doing gone. that myself. <laughs> Um, I'll beat them to it. <laughs> you can't hold that over me. And then I guess they'd be like, well, we'll have your toenails or something. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right. I can't grind them down quick yeah. enough. And then I'm just grinding my own teeth out for no reason. <laughs> there is one where you get, um, oh, crackers. You know that thing of dry crackers? <laughs> that thing where you've got to have like four, four Jacob's crackers. Yeah. And it's in something like, I don't know if it's like a minute or something. Oh. Uh, Yes. So, and you're not allowed water or anything. 
I reckon I could maybe do that. Okay. Or um, sweet corn on a, um, um, what do you call it? A toothpick. Little, a toothpick, where you've got to, like, a friend did this. You've got to get individual sweet corn on a toothpick and, yeah. like, one by one, see how many you can eat. And it, I think the record, it's like saying five minutes or whatever, the record's like a thousand or something. <laughs> um, I don't think they're the numbers, but I think, I think I'd give that a go. All right, well, they're both doable Yeah. for the next episode. Yeah. Right. Do you have any records in your back pocket you think you could um, whack out? Just probably in crisps. Could probably eat more crisps than most humans and some animals. What sh- <laughs> it's good that you said some. <laughs> good, yeah. What's the second record? The second record is something I've been thinking about for a long time. Mm. The world's most expensive sheep. <laughs> I want to know the price. Yeah. I want to know the price of this sheep. So this sheep comes from a flock in che- in Cheshire. Mm-hmm. How much would you pay for a sheep? Can you have, has it got anything about it that makes it stand out from your average sheep? I'll, yes, and in the article it doesn't doesn't mention it at all. In the article it says the flock manager at Proctor's Farm, one of the buyers said he is the best lamb I have ever seen. So correct on his legs, bright with a great top. He's got it all. That's it, that's it all. That's bright, what it says. Great but, top, and he's correct on his legs. He's correct on his legs. But what does that mean, Ian? There's a picture that accompanies it, oh. and the very first thing that you see when you look at well, is I'll it? show you. Ready? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what, in my head, I was thinking it's got it's going to be cock or balls. I think those those testicles look um, like a, an infringement on that sheep's existence. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Like, if I had the equivalent testicles, yeah, to the propor- to the proportion of my body yeah. that this sheep has, yeah, I'd be miserable. Yeah, but you'd be rich. Well, what's the sheep going off to do? What are you buying him for? Not to just eat. No. I reckon with anatomy like that, it must be for breeding. For breeding. It's got to be for breeding. It'd be a waste to make a jumper out of him. Yeah, you can make a jumper out of those testicles. <laughs> you can make a snood. Um, <laughs> two right, so two the... hats, at least. <laughs> Lovely bra. So, the, so it went to auction, mm. and it's the world's most expensive sheep. Ever, right? right? Now, the auction started at a price I thought was huge anyway for, yeah. for one... We're talking one sheep. Yeah, well, if you give me the opening bid, and I'll have a go at the final bid. OK, so the opening bid, £10,500. <sighs> Look, I've, I've watched enough bargain on to yeah. know that your opening bid is going gonna, gonna to rock it. I'm going to say <laughs> £45,000. OK, 45000 Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're way off, Ian. Really? You're so far off. What low? You're too low. Hundred grand. More. Over over two hundred grand. More. It's under a million, surely. It's under a million, yeah. Um, <laughs> Four hundred thousand. Three hundred and sixty-seven thousand five hundred wow. pounds. What an achievement! That sheep's got no idea. It doesn't even know. It's just stood there, correct on its legs. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing what's going on. Just getting moved to a new farm. <laughs> Having to say goodbye to all his friends, I don't know what's going on here, and they're all like, well, it's something to do with your testicles, mate. Let's have a look, we're all staying here and you're going, you're the only one with huge balls. What do you think's going on? Six pounds for a pint. So, now, we are joined by our very special guest. We're joined by Rosie Jones, who is a northerner. She comes from Bridlington, which is the largest lobster port in Europe. Bloody hell. Yeah. Hello, Rosie. Hello. You know what, 
you can't get in Bridlington <laughs> a fucking lobster. <laughs> Rosie, what's your thoughts on Bridlington? Absolute shit, home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up there and it's really great for children and really great for old people. Yeah. But if you're between the age of about eight and 82, <laughs> that's absolutely fuck all for you to do. <laughs> and that's the tourism slogan yeah. right yeah. there. I mean, I got out at 18 and I got out because it was either get out or get pregnant because <laughs> that's all you can do there. You know what? I slag it up, but if anyone else that isn't from Bridlington slagged it off, my God, they will get a punch in. <laughs> well, we've been warned. Do you have any... Um, is there a... A news story or a bit of local gossip or a local character or a from Bridlington. Yeah, or a memory that sticks in your head. Well, you're speaking to the right person <laughs> because for work at baby and such a girl, you know you get to go and, like, be a dinner lady or a milkman <laughs> yeah. for a week. Yeah. I, I don't want to show off, but I got the big one and <laughs> I got to spend a week working at the Bridlington Free Press. Okay. The big paper <laughs> yeah. of the town. This is exactly what you, you've got first-hand knowledge of all the stories. Uh, from I've been at the factory where it happens and I'll tell you what, it was a most mind-numbingly <laughs> boring Weekend, <laughs> so the head of sport at the Bridlington Free Press was a lovely ninety-year-old lady called Edith. If you're listening, Edith. She's not now. Oh, <laughs> come on, Ian. She, she died. She, she could not give a flying fuck about football sport. She did not care. So I just sat... In a wheelie chair, <laughs> doing absolutely 
notepen for four days until the Friday the editor came over to me so excited and he went, right, Rosie, I got a story for you. It's going to be front page. And I was like, this is my spotlight (laughs) moment. I'm going to break the story of a town wide <laughs> open. <laughs> yeah. And they went, right, use Justin, a dog got stuck <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> in the harbour and they could not get out he was stuck (laughs) so they called the fire engine and I was like right okay (laughs) so when the fire people came what happened and the editor went um I don't know because (laughs) (laughs) by the time they got there the dog had set free. (laughs) (laughs) So so hang on, just as a recap, the big story is a dog had got stuck in the mud and before the fire brigade could get there it got out of the mud. (laughs) And that's front page. Yeah, front fucking page. That's hilarious. And I wrote that up. And 15 years old, I thought, I need to get out of it. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for sharing. Whether that's a that's incredible. That's a big scoop. It's <laughs> a big scoop. A big old scoop. Let's get the dog uh, on the pod. <laughs> oh, Amy, come on, like it. <laughs> the dog had it above dead. Gone. Long, Long gone. Gone. <laughs> no one in this story, other than Rosie, is still alive. <laughs> Well, we should introduce where we're from. Mm. Amy, what's your hometown? Tell My us a bit hometown about it. is Kingston upon Hull mm. in the East Riding of Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah. Born there, lived there, moved out. Yeah. Go back. I go back quite a lot. My my parents still live there. What do your parents do? <laughs> in Hull. Let's get let's get into it. Actually, what does your mum do? They're both retired, Ian. They're, they're okay, old. Okay, well, absolutely fantastic people. conversation that was. But my mum goes to the library. She gets out books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she does on a day. Read them? No way. Nah, get them out. Get them out. Get them back. She doesn't get like them out. Him. Empty she that library completely. Him. And my dad, uh, he's learning at the age of, he's about 80, he's learning to play the keyboard. <laughs> that's what he well, wanted nice. for his, his birthday present. He, I got him a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It turns out it is hard, real yeah. hard to just start learning music. His glasses got his 
you know, he's losing his eyesight, he's got hearing aids in, but he's decided the keyboard, he's got no dexterity in his fingers, the keyboard is the instrument for him. Yeah, I think you've three three obstacles he's got there. Yeah. The dexterity in his fingers, yeah. the hearing aid, yeah. and the eyesight. Yeah. And he's overcoming them all he's overcoming to them create all. what I imagine will be one of the most experimental <laughs> EPs you've ever heard. What about, what about you? Where are you from? Um, I come from Ghoul, which is... That's about, not a real place, is it, Ian? It is. Very close to Hull. It's the most inland port. Is Ghoul a port? It's a port town, despite being quite a bit away from the sea. That's a big obstacle to overcome, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And they're really proud about saying it's the most inland port, which feels to me like, well, isn't that the worst aspect of what you'd want? You want yeah. your ports to be right by the sea. Yeah. Let's get all our stuff straight back into the water. Off we yeah. go. In Goo, you've got to navigate quite a lot of rivers before you get oh, to the sea. No, go. Um, and also, I think we're current. Do you remember when there was that big explosion in Beirut? It was like apocalyptic. There, there was some material that they were storing that's like um, highly exploded and it blew up in Beirut Harbour. Anyway, Ghoul is currently storing two times the amount of material in Ghoul Harbour and you can see Ghoul Harbour from my mum and dad's house. Oh, my um, God. But apparently ours is stored a lot more safely. So um, nothing to worry them. about that. That's me up, Pot. We're going to check in with our hometown yes. and try and find a story from our hometown every week. What's going on in Hull? Big news in Hullion, actually. Girl called Delilah is left with a blue foot that won't come clean after an accident at her school. And the mum, there's a picture of the little blue foot. Oh, that's bluer than I thought. <laughs> it's so blue. I thought it'd be like black and blue like a bruise. That yeah. it is that Smurf blue. It's Smurf blue. Well, yeah. that, that's one of the nicknames that she's been given oh. by her brother. So basically, uh, she's at school, they're doing arts and crafts, which they do every week, and she was wearing wellies and some... F- Colouring got into the welly. Oh. And at first they laughed. Yeah, as you, you would. would. You would. You'd think, bloody neck, what are the chances? Yeah, you got a wet welly on. You got a wet welly, a big blue wet welly. And uh, the mum, it says, Mum Laura Dalton laughed when she first heard about the harmless accident, but she's now stumped for ideas. Can I ask, is, is harmless in inverted commas in the article? No. Oh, so it's not injuring her. No, this... it's not injuring. She's in no danger. She's happy as Larry. Okay. But it's so I can't stress enough how blue this foot is. It's, it's really so hard blue. if you're not looking at the image. You wouldn't believe you how wouldn't believe you how wouldn't blue believe. it is. Have you ever been to the Blue Lagoon in Malta? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Crystal blue seas, and. That makes it look shit. Really? That foot's a beautiful blue. It's, it is. It's kind of a... It's like a brighter, lighter blue than you'd expect. It's like if they did high-vis jackets in blue. It's that bright. That's a beautiful way to describe Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, so basically she's been scrubbing Delilah's foot in the bath and they've used everything that they can think of. The sun's calling her Smurf. But there's no way that they can get this this blue off her foot. They don't well, know what to do. Up, ever? Ever. Do you think? No, it'll come off surely. That would but... be funny. I'm thinking that sort of situation, what, what do you do? Do you leave with a blue foot where people are going to bully her, call her blue foot all, all her life, smurf foot, or do you paint the rest of her blue and <laughs> lean into it? Blue man group. Yeah. Just hope she gets in, hope she gets an audition. But one of the parts I really liked about this is that the mum did a post on Facebook asking for help and suggestions, and this article says... 
Her post has since gone viral. Viral. Her <laughs> post has gone viral, racking up over 8,000 likes. And generally yeah. like that, is that viral? Not in this day and age. Not in this day and age. It's got to be a million. <laughs> and, and also, you just think, your daughter's not going to thank you for that, whacking it up on Facebook. <laughs> To get everyone's opinion. No. As if anyone's got an expert opinion on what to do with a blue foot. Yeah. That's no one's area of expertise. <laughs> oh, I've had that, yeah. yeah. What I did was sacrificed a couple of very expensive sheep. Yeah. And then it just turned normal. Yeah, that's what you've got to do for a blue foot. <laughs> i tell you about people who are blue. So this is genuine. <laughs> my, my brother was at Tesco in Gorm, and he said that the, one of the security guards who worked at Tesco for a bit yeah. had Blue skin as like um it's it's like a condition. Uh-huh. Um, you used to get it in the olden days from silver poisoning, where you go like a deep kind of blue colour. So security, he's genuinely blue, like his his whole skin is blue. And my brother said he was the best security guy that Tesco ever had because like if someone's like running away, they'd nick something, they'd turn around and see like a blue bloke chasing him, and they'd like stop and almost double take oh, wow. to see who it is, giving him time to catch up with them. Because they'd be running, they'd be like, oh, hang on, that guy's blue. And then they they stop and he tackles them to the ground. Well, maybe that's the future. Oh, Yorkshire puddings. I've got a spicy story from Ghoul. Now, we might need to add a few things like allegedly and all this kind of stuff, because I'm not sure... What happened at, at the minute on this article, even though it's from um, it's November 2021, they're using a lot of words like he's accused of and stuff sure. like that. It's fully imaginable that Labour councillor Keith Moore did not do this. Uh-oh. But I'm going to give you some headline suggestions. Amy, I'd like you to guess which of these headlines Labour councillor Keith Moore has been accused of. Oh, so is it... Labour councillor pushes over blind resident and doesn't apologise. Is it Labour councillor runs out of tanning salon without paying? Or is it Labour councillor sets fire to erotic massage parlour? What do you reckon Keith Moore has done? Has he pushed over a blind person? Has he set fire to a brothel? Or has he run out of a tanning salon without paying the sweet pennies? Ooh, I don't think it can be the tanning salon because I I presume you pay before you go in. Then the other two are the... Awful. They are awful. They're awful. Pushing over a blind resident <laughs> is absolutely obscene. The worst thing as well, because I'm having to come up with options to try and um, give you a little quiz here, yeah. the, the one that isn't true has just come from my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I've just thought, what could be a bad thing for someone to do? But still in the realms of possibility. Yeah. And I've either come up with blind man or burning down a brothel. Oh, gosh, yeah. I think he's burnt down a brothel. What? The actual headline? Labour councillor set fire to erotic massage parlour. Oh, my God. A Labour councillor. Yeah, a Labour councillor's been charged with... Right, when you read it, it does get a bit worse. With stalking and arson after a fire at a massage parlour which offers escorts and other erotic stress relief. I think it's important to say no-one's died in this fire. Okay. Or been injured. Actually, he says, scrolling through the article, hoping. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all it's all good. I mean, obviously, it's not good. The massage parlour's been burnt down. Yeah. I imagine a lot of disappointed people turning up the next day going, ah. Well, everyone's going to be very stressed, yeah. aren't they? The parlour offers the best masseuses who mm. provide erotic 
sexy massage. They've, right, the way they've done this is as a list. Erotic, sexy massage and discreet escorts. Yeah. Oh, and customers can um, choose which masseuse they would like from their online profiles, which includes, among other things, revealing pictures and their bra size. Ooh. But... Listen, Amy, I'm not a woman. I don't own bras currently. Yeah. When someone lists their bra size, yeah. do they have to correlate with their breast size? You could just say, yeah. I, I have 34D bras, and then just have big old bras. <laughs> I've, I've got no idea. I, I wear the loosest fitting bras. Yeah. So then people turn up going, that's what I'm into. Yeah. And then they're just like, his bras are too big for this me. This is my big bra collection. Yeah. No, you're right. You are right. It would be mad to do that. <laughs> but, but you are right. Yeah. But you I don't think do this it. is the bit that we should focus on when the man has burnt down. <laughs> should yeah, we, should no, we, you're right. You're right. Should we be having a go at the masseuses for maybe lying about an <laughs> inch or two on their breast size? Or Keith yeah. Moore, 74, who has burnt down a building. Yeah, you're right. I've targeted the wrong person here. <laughs> 36D, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> but the good news is, because I, I will, I do want to say here that I think it's wrong what he's done. Good. I, I well think it's done, wrong Ian. what he's done. Well done, Ian. Um, <laughs> oh, what he's apparently done is, yes, is wrong. Fair. But I imagine someone's burnt down the brothel someone's at the very least. Yeah. Um, he's also been suspended from the Labour Party pending the outcome of the criminal proceedings. So they're like, the door's open for you to come back in if we find out you haven't burnt this brothel down. Yeah. But it's I haven't I've never even been accused of burning down a brothel. I think it's a dicey area yeah. when those kind of accusations are around. You feel like there's some link, no matter what. There's no smoke without a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> It says the police have launched an urgent appeal for anyone with information to come forward. But I imagine it's just going to be... All the witnesses are going to be like people who have been going to brothels behind their wife's back just going, I ain't seen nothing. <laughs> yeah? I was at a barbecue. That's why my jacket smells of smoke. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the long-standing politician has previously campaigned about speed limits on dangerous roads and improved flood defences. Now, I put to you, Amy, Go this on. doesn't sound like the kind of guy who burned down a brothel. He's concerned about speed limits. But he's all right with firing a brothel. What, so he's he's making people drive slower, i.e. curb crawlers. He's making the whole town into curb crawlers so that when he's gliding around looking for sex workers, nobody will tell because the speed limit's five yeah, mile yeah. an hour anyway. Yeah, he wants everywhere. He's got rid of all the 20s plenty zones. <laughs> made it, he's made it five-hour limits yeah. and he's improved flood defences because he doesn't want them to get washed away. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Do you know I'm trained as a masseuse? Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Well, go on. I'm, can, can I just apologise quickly that this story is maybe a bit too close to home? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about masseuses having their workplace burnt down. I know. And I'd like to apologise. Well, the the place I trained was in Stockport, right? Mm. And the door up to the training place was next to a door that was for another massage parlour that notoriously did extras. Oh, yeah. And for our exams, we'd have to get people in to practice on and stuff like that. But literally the doors were next to each other. And the amount of, it didn't happen to me, but the amount of people who'd be like, well, I asked Keith to come in, but he's not turned up. And then Keith's like, lovely massage, <laughs> thanks very much. And Keith's gone to the wrong place and oh, really? been tossed off, yeah. I bet you've got some excellent trip advisor reviews <laughs> for your place. <laughs> Right. Oh my God. 
like, oh, a five-star. It's only trainees. It's, like it's the best massage they've ever had. It's students. Some of them are. Some of them aren't good. They're not good at this. We'll be back again. Oh, brilliant. You must have done well there. Well, Maybe um, we'll get Keith Moore on the show, shall we? Yeah, get him on. Get him on. Let's see if they do Zooms from prison. Um, <laughs> if he's there, which he might not because he might not have done it. No. He might not have done it. Well, that's it for episode one of Northern News. How are you feeling, Amy, after that's episode one done? Oh, I'm sad that it's that it's over. I let's carry on. Time. No, let's carry on, Amy. Um, <laughs> what else have you been up to? This? <laughs> no, this, we have to end now. But I hope you've enjoyed Do get in contact with us if you've seen any stories from the north of England. If you're from the north, if, if you've heard any bits of gossip, anything going on, send them in to us. And we'll talk, we'll talk about them. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone that we've mentioned in the stories. Yeah. Whether they've committed a crime or not. Who Allegedly. Knows? And thank you, of course, to our very special guest, Rosie Jones. And please come back next week. Don't just listen to this one and then stop. Please do keep listening to Northern News. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show, it's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.